Well, hello, folks, and welcome to this episode of Folks Unfettered. I am your host, Gene Folks. I'm that brother of light, dropping wisdom in your left ear and knowledge in your right. As you can see, sitting to my right, which might be your left, we have as our guest today, Dr. Pat Boulon. She is a highly educated mental coach. She has worked with individuals as an executive coach that are high-performing athletes, entrepreneurs, and C-level executives um, to assist them in setting the right mindset, to nurture the right environment, to restore, and then get them moving on what their purpose is. She's going to be joining us today on this episode of Folks Unfettered, and we are super, super, super excited because we've got some exciting news that her and I are working out, and we're going to get it into it right after this. So let's go. Well, folks, as I mentioned at the top of the the show, uh, as we get right into it, we are excited. You guys hear me say excited all the time, Um, but because I'm sitting with Dr. Pat Boulong, we actually, and if I mispronounce your name, Dr. Pat, you can correct me, please. Um, We are super excited because I could only give you just a little bit of her background. Um, Dr. Pat Boulong holds degrees as a DC, CCSP, AP, CF, MP, which hopefully she will explain all those things to us. She is, uh, has her own health team network where results matter, which is the topic of this uh, episode. And Dr. Pat and I are going to discuss those strategies. Some of the, did I mention she's also a best-selling author, uh, international author and speaker, uh, so she assists with functional medicine and life strategies. She's helped hundreds of executives and entrepreneurs in uh, being uh, performing at their best. So, Dr. Pat, welcome to the program. I know you and I had some chats because I had a little technical difficulty at the top of the show. This is what happened. <laughs> so we want to get uh, right into it. Tell the audience who you are, your background, uh, and uh how they can benefit from a conversation with, with you today. Well, um, you know, I am a, I'm like, I, I always thought I was going to retire. So I always say that I'm semi-retired, but I don't reach, I can't remember the last time I had a day off, so to speak. And what I do is, you know, I really, uh, you know, people always ask me, you know, like why I do what I do and why I'm still doing it. And I've been a doctor for over three and a half decades. I love to see people thrive. I love to see people excel. And I love to see people have the best of everything, their health, their mind, and any aspect of their wellness. And there's a real simple, this is a lot, well, it's a lot simpler than what it seems to look like because health is a challenge for a lot of people. But there's a simple pathway to take that is safer, quicker, and with simpler solutions. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, who I am and that's what I, what I offer um, and bringing it down to back to basics and foundational to know where to begin that health journey and to where to look for the glitches, you know, in your life and, and how to repair those so that they're not 
interfering with you or success or interfering with your career, your relationships and over the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, um, so let me, let me ask you a question. (laughs) Um, So in your mind, what is a high performing mindset? That's one of the questions I want to ask you Um, as an expert in this area, given your education and background, whenever you are engaging a client, and you start out and they say, well, Doc, what's a high-performing mindset? So what exactly is a high-performing mindset? You don't let anything stop you. Your level of persistence, you know, mm-hmm. if this was a keyword that you would look at, you would look at persistence and solution-driven. Mm-hmm. And because we can't let, you know, it's just like you can't. Things happen around you all the time. Mm-hmm. It's how you respond to them and it's how you assimilate them. Mm-hmm. And if you have a different easier, better way to do that, then you can find solutions a lot faster. So you're not sitting in the mud thinking like, how did I get here? And how do we get out of here? You know, and how do I do it in the most efficient way? That's not mm-hmm. going to cost me, you know, extra molecules for no apparent reason at all. Like you can see the end of the tunnel. You just don't know how in the heck you're going to get there. And the light's not going um, up as you crawl closer to it or walking closer to it. So that high performance means that you've got to have your health. You have to have your mind. Um, you, it's, and being able to pivot very quickly, that quick thinking, that, um, that challenge. So that agility. Being able that to make better decisions. Right, right. That mental agility. That's what I call it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So what do you, what do you find, uh, before we get into the benefits of a high performance mi- mindset, as you... Uh, act as an executive coach and you advise, uh, you know, people that want to perform um, at their best, what do you find are some of the uh, typical obstacles to them being able to do that? Because it looks like you're taking a a, a holistic approach to the overall person, which aligns with what we try to do here at Folks Unfettered, which is we try to look at those, you know, those um, at the opening when we say it's hard to hear the truth with so many people talking. Uh, and we discuss those things, those external variables that have uh, an effect, either positive or negative, on the internal person. Like you may have someone that wants to be a high performer, but maybe there's some external factors that are limiting them from doing that. So it's it's one thing to say that um, you let nothing stop you. But what is that key differentiator between people that will uh, have a resilient nature and will push on uh, no matter what? To the person that let's say stops three feet before they hit goal, so to speak. Well, there's just some people who don't want to get out of their own way. You know, mm-hmm. they sometimes they keep on going out of their own way to be in their own way, and um, and and there's people who hold on to things that are from their childhood that mm-hmm. no longer serve them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's relationships, whether it's like certain values. Um, or that this is the way my grandmother always did it. So this is the way I'm going to do it today. Um, and then, you know, it's just like some people, um, and, and looking at that, you know, there, for me, I look at when I'm listening in between the lines, um, mm-hmm. I'm listening for things that happen in their childhood or something that keeps on, it's repetitious for them. Like every time I get to this level of success, I get fired. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or I want to change my job. I'd get bored really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, well, why is that? Why, what's, what are you hitting the wall with? And, why, mm-hmm. and, and what is sim- similar to that to every other pattern in your life? 
whether it was in grade school, whether it was in high school. And if you can discover exactly where that comes from, then you can cap it and take the emotional take off of it. Because everything that happens to us emotionally like that gets inputted into the body and it settles in your weakest link. And if you can take that and you can and you can mute it and you can encourage it to, to perform better so that you're not that reactive to those things, because if we could, it's, you're thinking, well, that doesn't relate to that, but it does right. in how your body responds to it. And it's just right. discovering what that is and, and piecing it out. But that's one of the things I see um, perpetually. It's, it's, it's in very common in male, female, it doesn't matter. And mm. um, in that, you know, that feedback in that, you know, mm -hmm. and it even, um, I had an executive in California one time that, um, just was really struggling in her personal relationship. And so I asked her how she was doing in her business relationships. And what she discovered is they were very parallel to each oh, other. Wow. And, and so where she was finding that she was having, you know, uh, backlash or that back, that hitting the wall part at work, she was hitting the wall part at the same time in her own relation, in personal relationships. And not just in her marriage, but also with other people. And she, when we got past that, figured that out and pieced that back together, she ended up, you know, being promoted and going to a different aspect of where she was working. Um, she was working with NASA at the time. She was brilliant. She's like, wow. brilliant. Right, right. Um, right. She's like, you know, the person that made sure the spaceships didn't blow up going up or down. Right. Um, wow. She was a normal, like, you know, person when she mm -hmm. wasn't on as in that role. And, mm -hmm. and so it's just like that dichotomy of, the, you know, those parallel things happening. She didn't ever put the two and two together before. And when we did that, we found and discovered what was the source of that and where she got that first paradigm that mm -hmm. this is how it's supposed to be. So therefore, we got to make sure this happens because she's mm -hmm. an overachiever, A-type personality. And when she realized it didn't have to happen that way, you could still have it. Right. Not have to kill yourself in order to do it. You know, that was that was the light with the light going on that day was beautiful. Right. Oh, I get that. Wow. That's that's pretty fascinating. And that also gives a testament to the level of individuals that you work with. Um, what do you and, and not to just give you a list of questions, but something that you you mentioned and I saw when I was researching you and your background is that you actually and something is for me personally, I believe in but you actually relate that to how it affects our physical well-being. Right. Mm -hmm. Would you could expand on that? Like like how uh, our internal attitudes and how we grew up and how we were raised and some of the stuff you and I were talking about off camera, mm -hmm. but how it also affects our physical well-being. Well, basically, there's three ways that people get sick. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in, in first to define health is um, health. You know, for me, I always say that health is being at your best mind, you know, mind, body, soul, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually and financially. Mm -hmm. And um Webster's Dictionary or Merriman Webster's Dictionary says your organs functioning 100% of the time, but you don't know that. There's mm -hmm. no way you know that until you have a crisis right. or right. you start having way too many symptoms that just are not going away and for way too long, you right. know. And, and then the World Health Organization said it's not merely the absence of disease or infirmities, and it's entire everybody's entitled to it. That's yeah. their most recent definition. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, is that um, when people don't experience, you know, or that health and they mm -hmm. don't know that you first have to have that understanding. So the three components to why people get sick primarily are traumas, toxins mm -hmm. and thoughts. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And so thoughts can undo anything you do to take care of the trauma, which can even start at childbirth. Nine out of 10 children who are born have some type of cervical damage from the birthing process. Then there's mm. things that we do, like, you know, your kids, I mean, watch your kids' backpacks. You know, how you, like, do you sleep on the couch? Do you carry groceries? Are you constantly, you know, bending over? Um, I recently saw a woman shuffling, um, mm. and um, I was visiting my brother, and uh, this woman was shuffling, and I said, mm. you're never allowed to look like that. I just, that's what I said to him. Mm. But she would take two sips and have to look up because she could only look at the floor. Her head was too heavy for oh, her anymore. Wow. So not wow. having that physical stance is a huge thing. Right. So, right. You know. And then the toxins would relate to anything from like the air that you breathe, the water you drink, the food that you eat, you know, to the chemicals that you use and that you have the ability and have the access to um, and that you can breathe in, you know, and also, you know, um, gardening chemicals, too. I mean, there's the cleaning, the cleaning, uh, cleaning ones and also the outside ones. Um, and if you're looking at those chemtrails across the sky in like they just stay there they never go away when i was a kid you know those trails would dissipate it almost looked like they would roll up right after the plane went by um right. so there's a lot we have a lot of environmental toxins in fact in 2010 the cdc put out a publication that said out of 2500 participants across the united states every person had 212 chemicals that they were testing for a hundred percent in that blood in your urine Wow. wow. I, at that year I was in Boston. I lived on Cape Cod, so I had warm ocean breezes. You know, we didn't right. have a lot of pollution. But when I was up right. in Boston, I really noticed a huge difference mm -hmm. in how people looked, how people, what they looked like when they were going. I worked in the financial district mm -hmm. when I was up there and lived in the financial district. So mm -hmm. I went from having ocean and sand to having concrete. Right. It's an interesting, you know, like 180. You know, mm -hmm. um, and, and then talking to people, sometimes people really, to me, even saying hello to them, they weren't home. And, right. and they weren't, okay. you know, when you ask them to pivot, they would say, what does that mean? <laughs> like, can you go to the right instead of the left? Right. And, you know, and that was pretty prevalent too, especially when 9-11 happened, you know, right. and the whole downtown Boston shut down. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was really an, an interesting time. But in looking at what people do for their health and how it gets internalized, you know, mm -hmm. that's one of the ways people get sick and they don't even know they're getting sick. They don't mm -hmm. know the little mm -hmm. signs and symptoms, which I sometimes jokingly, you know, are finally called Grim Reaper syndrome because mm -hmm. there's symptoms that come in that we don't pay attention to, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then, and when you're looking at like, you know, well, how do I take all those definitions and how do I take all that? And what do I do with it? What mm -hmm. I've done is I created five pillars of health that I, that, talk to like you know how do you piece that up that up? Right. so it's like yeah. a piece of it's a puzzle so one of the puzzle pieces would be uh, proper nutrition and proper diet that would be mm -hmm. one piece another piece yeah. would be proper exercise because if you don't move you're going to die you have to move yeah. and right. exercise you know is for your excuse me for sleep you know you have to really create an environment for your sleep hygiene you know mm -hmm. so that you're getting enough sleep so you repair, revitalize, and refresh so that you can hit the ground running the next day and miss a beat. You can do that. You can have that level of health. Right. And then also having proper biomechanics, which might be also labeled by some people as proper posture. And when you mm -hmm. have proper posture, your muscles are working all the time and everyone sits right. up and so they say that. Right. I know, but, I know. but the key component <laughs> to having it all though, you know, is the proper mindset and proper mental attitude. 
And if you take the wellness initiatives that I just spoke about, you can have a lot of success in a lot of different areas of your life throughout your whole life. You're supposed to, you're going to age, age well, you know, right. and have the balance and the harmony and, you know, right. making decisions, you know, and the, and the energy that you need in order to do your daily life. And that mm -hmm. takes, you know, responsibility and accountability on that in part that participants, you know, who mm -hmm. wants to have that. It's like driving a Ferrari or driving a jalopy. I said that to somebody one time and they were so offended. Right. <laughs> said, what are you driving? So I decided to add in like a Mustang or a Lexus, right. you know, or, you know, a Jeep, whatever it is that, you know, you like to drive. That's your favorite car. Um, but those high maintenance cars are just like our bodies. We need to, you know, we need to dump money into them and we need to do it and do it in a wise way so that all of a sudden you don't have some bill. I mean, when I had a Mercedes, it cost me a minimum of $500 yeah, yeah. to go in yeah. Yeah. For it, just to bring it in for service. Right. And I know, and I didn't keep that car very long. But the <laughs> but the point is, is that you know when you have one of those, you have to be able to do that. Your body should be that. I believe that we are all born Ferraris, you know, or whatever your favorite car is. The idea is to maintain it so you don't have any big glitches or problems that really sit you back in that mind, body, soul chain in your spirit, so that you can have it and understand it. And it doesn't have to like take away tons of time, right? In or energy to be able to have that. And when you do then it's like other things flow. It's like being, mm -hmm. we all had the play golf. You all had that great shot. And right. if you, you know, right. play some other sport or that great right. day that you like closed three deals, we all right. know what that feels like. That's you can right. have yeah, that there's, more. There's a and you can have it more then. That's right. For sure. You can have that more consistently. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That's, that's actually, two things came to mind when I thought about that. Things that I have attributed things to. One is uh, as a man thinketh. So is he. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've used that. I try to use that in every area of my life. And then also the body is a temple. And mm -hmm. as a former owner of a high performance car, <laughs> I can tell you that there's a difference between, you know, uh, how you drive and treat a Porsche as opposed to how I would drive and, and, and treat my older Jeep. And, um, you know, certain gas I would put in it, certain things I would do. And like, like you said, you take it to the dealership, it's $300 for an oil change. And, you know, the Jeep, you kind of tearing it apart, put stuff together, which the Jeep would have been my more favorite vehicle. Um, and yet it amazes me how we, um, and I'm, I'm wondering, Dr. Pat, if this is a Western issue as opposed to an Eastern issue, but how we sort of compartmentalize between when we think about health, we automatically think about dieting as opposed to uh, the the overall approach to health being an inside and an outside job, right? Like you're mentioning, like like I know as a Jamaican, we sort of sometimes the diet can be a little bit different. But I noticed that my father's Jamaican, and whenever I grew up, I ate Jamaican food. It was it was not as much beef and meat uh, as as my mother's people who are American, right? That I would eat a certain way, and and so. Most of them, when I traveled, have been to Asia in different places. Most people were eating not to get full. They're eating to sustain and give energy. There's certain foods and herbs that they actually will partake of that, you know, um, like my father would make all these teas. It's, oh, you know, my, my, you know, my, my, I want to keep my blood pressure low or I think my blood flowing a little bit better. And so he would, you know, do these different herbs for for, for that, which for us, we sort of turn into, we turn to pharmaceuticals in a way, 
which is pretty interesting. And and what what do you say to that? That 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 we to those that believe that um, that our lifestyle has no. I think research shows that our lifestyle does have an impact on our daily lives. But what do you say to us in the West that believe that without getting on that hamster wheel and working the 70, 80, 90 hours a week and getting very little sleep and and we'll put uh, trying to meet a deadline over our mental and physical health um, that it has no effect on us. Um, what do you say to those that think that, well, pharmaceuticals can solve that issue? Well, the thing is pharmaceuticals are synthetic and they're not natural and your body recognizes them as that. Like take for instance, margarine. Margarine has a different, it looks just like the configuration chemically for butter, but there's one, there's a trans or cis bond in that configuration that's different. One's carcinogenic and the other mm-hmm. is natural. Butter's natural, margarine well, isn't. Carcinogenic is, is the thing that causes cancer. I'm sorry, what? Or if you get polyps around it. If you're talking about a carcinogen, you get polyps around it. That, that, that's cancer. That's cancerous. Not can- all polyps are cancerous. Some of them are right. benign. But the, right. um, you know, but when you're looking at, um, you know, when you're looking at like what you're putting in your body, your body mm-hmm. understands natural. It doesn't understand synthetic. Gotcha. And so pharmaceuticals, all, all pharmaceuticals initially were from, alternative natural resources Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so one of the reasons why i know that is because i used to speak with a gentleman who was at harvard who was my neighbor um and um he would do he was in cancer research you know so i would find things and i would email him and go like hey look at this you should (laughs) check this out you know this isolates tumors so when tumors, it's like if you can isolate the blood flow to it, it can, it can you know, choke the tumor off. Mm-hmm. And I said, it'd be interesting to see how like that could be useful moving forward and, you know, in, in research. So every once in a while, I'd run into him and, and one of his um, fellows that were, had won some level of money from the NIH. And they would, I go, what are you guys working on now? <laughs> and so, and, and he would say, it's okay, she it. you can tell her. <laughs> um, and it, it, it won't be over her head, but it was, you know, I always found it really fascinating that, you know, when people have an opportunity to choose, like we already know that all the additives that are in foods, many of them are carcinogenic. And a lot of them, what the pharmaceutical and the food industry people do is they keep on changing the name of them. So you don't know which one's what. Right. Don't even look at your ingredients. That's one of the things I do with clients. They hate me for it at first, but I have them. You know, we look at ingredients. If you don't know what an ingredient is, I don't care if you can't say it. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. to me at all. What matters to me is you know what the side effect of that ingredient is. Right. Right. You know, and just start keeping a tally. Open the Excel cell sheet and put it on the Excel sheet and say right. side effect of like you know um, sodium dioxide or whatever. Right. Um, right. And there might not be any. You know, and you like you can just leave a, a check that it passes, you know, in, inspection. Right. But it's important right. to be able to go back and be able to understand what you're putting in your mouth because you have you have total control of what goes into your mouth. If you damage the intestinal tract, then food leaches out into the bloodstream way too soon and it has to go to the liver for the uh, liver to be able to handle that food. And right. so you start setting yourself up for an autoimmune disease because your body's not, it doesn't have the enzymes breaking down the right foods at the right places along the intestinal tract. Everything doesn't happen in one place. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. the case, it'd be like 
an atomic bomb going off. But right. it's but it happens, you know, gradually through and like and, and there's certain things that are absorbed in certain places. Proteins more absorbed in the larger intestine, larger intestinal tract more towards the end than in the stomach. But the magic happens for those nutrients being absorbed in the small intestine. So it's important to be able to have that. So when you're talking, you know, like eight years ago, five years ago, if you said leaky gut, people would tell you you're crazy. Well, mm -hmm. we've been doing that for 15, 20 years because mm -hmm. if, you damage your, if you damage that lining, it's only one layer thick, you know, food does leak out. Mm -hmm. And when the liver can't handle the, the toxins anymore so they can end up getting them to the toilet either by the larger intestinal tract or by the kidneys to the bladder into the toilet then right. what happens is, is they get recycled and when the liver gets overwhelmed and doesn't know what to do with the stuff and it's infinite wisdom it stores them in blood brain bone and fat and uh, so, wow. so that's where you know when you're looking at like you know and where's your stress come if you're highly stressed like what happens then and right. like it's you know everything goes to hell in the handbasket, <laughs> right. you know. Eventually, so getting a handle on your thoughts. I mean, for meditation, mm -hmm. um, or doing specific techniques that put you mm -hmm. like in your in your element, so mm -hmm. that you know that you can deflect um, things that are going on. People used to ask me all the time when I had an active practice, what they go, I don't know how you do it. And they go, what time do you get here? I get, I used to get in my office around 7.30, 7.45. Because yeah, I right. had everybody and their brother on Cape Cod going to Boston to go work. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and so I would see them, adjust them, and get them going so that they could make the bus, you know, and go up there. Because nobody in their right mind drove <laughs> up there unless <laughs> they were going to, they were leaving or something right. but that was always a big mess traffic wise um mm -hmm. and so when it and so when that that piece happens then you can handle that stress better but if you're under a lot of stress you better eat really well you better have good thoughts you better have a regime a and something that you could call ritual that you're mm -hmm. developing so that you can have a basis and know where your basics are most people don't know where they're if i say back to basics do you know mm -hmm. where your basics are? you wouldn't mm -hmm. know what that is and so yeah. knowing where you're like, you know, like, what is it that I can, what I can do and what I can't do, mm -hmm. you know, can I go out and eat fried food? I can, mm -hmm. you know, maybe once every great while, you know, but if I eat fried food, I want to go home and take a nap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I know that when, you know, I eat fried food, um, like truffle French fries or something. Right. No, but that's um, true. I, it's just like, then, you know, then you're having a food hangover instead of an alcohol hangover. Right. That's and right. No, it's true. Typical right. Thanksgiving. I think, yeah, I think you're absolutely spot on. I also see, so one of the, we've talked about several things here on the show and overall, like I've talked about um, uh, leadership, we talked about leadership, leadership development, uh, we talked the alchemy of leadership. Uh, we've talked about artificial intelligence and how it affects our mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, we've had several conversations about the, and then we've talked about mental health. Um, we talked about mental health among different groups. And well, one of the things I'm really excited about in discussing with you is, is the, the, the one constant, uh, whether it's the mental health of women or the mental health of men or the mental health of people of color, or regardless of ethnicities, um, it does affect our ability to perform the very things that we are looking to be really good at. And so I know you said something that was important that I know that if I eat a certain size steak at a certain time, um, 
I'm I there's going to be a lull that's going to happen with me, right? Like all the blood's just going to go to my digestive system and I'm going to be good for nothing. Uh mm-hmm. I, you know, and I think about how to make that relate in uh, an organizational standpoint. I began to study the psychology of finance and and really look at the how people uh, are made up and I had to learn what's my best time of day. So normally I'll schedule things around 10 a.m. because that's my most productive time of day, right? Even though mm-hmm. I'm up at 545, um, I had to realize that I'm at my optimal best at 10, between 10 and like, you know, sometimes I go to one, two o'clock in the morning, but um, between 10 and like two or three o'clock. And so I begin to say, well, if that's true for me, then perhaps I need to ask other people What's their best time of day? And especially given uh, when I was an investment banker and I was trying to talk to someone about their finances, I didn't want to get them when they were, you know, uh, otherwise engaged. You know, you know what I mean? Like they're dealing with stomach issues and or other issues. And so I say, hey, what's your best time of day? Like, what's the best time of day to talk to you when you feel your best, when you're at your optimum? What's your best time of day? And kind of like what you're saying, I found most people didn't know. Oh, anytime's fine with me. Most people didn't really get what I was asking them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that to be interesting that you address that issue and how it can help people at uh, an organizational standpoint to perform, which overall the organization will reach its um, profit and productivity goals if they were to focus more on what we call the soft skills and dealing with, mm-hmm. you know, it, like you said, it's like that engine. You want to make sure all the pistons are, you know, clean of the gook and cleaned out. And I don't think that organizationally we've actually dealt with that. So you address right, well, that's it very you know, that's the why, you know, you would like, you know, when you're changing the spark plugs, you know, at 60,000 miles on the average car, you know, it's just like, if you look at yourself, like, how, what do I need to do to change my spark plugs when I'm 60? You know, and it's just like, you know, what what am I eating? So like that, you know, you take your car in for, you know, every 6,000 miles or something like that. And so it's every 6,000 miles, like you're checking everything. And you would check that every, like, you know, so many days in your business, you check that, but nobody checks their health. Right. They just expect it to be there. And right. a lot of people are really surprised. You know, I read a stat like 10 years ago or something. This is an old stat, but it proves the point that 75% of men don't know that they have heart disease until they have their heart attack and die. Wow. <laughs> and wow. that's a... And that's not from me. That's from the American Heart Association. Right, and right. Uh, I thought, wow, that's huge. That's you know, a lot of people just don't pay. They think, oh, it's something else, you know, mm-hmm. and and they fluff it off or they go, like, oh, you know, or somebody said to me, my, you know, parents, you know, we had, you know, we have heart disease or we have diabetes in our family. It's genetic. And I said, well, if you keep on eating like your parents do, you're going to have it. <laughs> you've got right, right, right. to change the input. You right, know, it's yeah, just yeah. like putting yeah. in your body needs premium gasoline, right. you know, and premium right. food, and you're feeding it, you know, like, you know, whatever, you kerosene. Genetic <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, I'll tell you something interesting. And one of the reasons that really interests me in like high performance, you know, types mm-hmm. of foods is mm-hmm. that I knew the Kenyan runners. And when the Kenyan runners used to run um, on, I used to see them on Cape Cod and my girlfriend used to house them. Mm -hmm. And I said, I want to meet them. I would meet them anyway because I was working the event, but I'd only Mm -hmm. see them not sweating after they just got done running in 85 degree weather. You know, when they're breezing by me and I'm telling them what tent to go to, medical tent to go to. I used to work a lot of triage. I'm the Boston Marathon in that. And but I was always amazed that they even did they, their body regulated so well to the heat 
you know, and they trained in high altitudes and all these things like that. But what they ate before a race is not what they fed everybody in the Boston Marathon because they always give them this free meal before the, the race before they ran. Huh. And so the Kenyan runners never ate that stuff. And what they did, um, or if they did, they ate very little of it. They always ate a lean protein and vegetables that were usually sauteed because that was the easiest way for them to prepare their foods. And she said, that's what they did at her house the whole time that they were living there. So if you take that style of eating where you're having a lean protein and vegetables, they weren't eating bread mm-hmm. and they weren't having dessert. You know, and if they wanted to have a second helping, you had a second helping you know, of something that really supported their system functioning even better because those boys run. Right. And yeah. they also, the interesting thing is they did it in community also. Mm. You know, so a lot of times when we run, a lot of people enter those races, you know, either if they enter it as a group, they don't always enter it in, in Boston Marathon. They have like, you know, Heartbreak Hill or whatever it's called. I don't remember. But you would see these people coming up and they, some of the people just never made it by that point in time because that's more towards the end of the race. Oh, wow. And in one year, you know, I was, when I was down there and working at, I was watching the TV of the American runner who's actually in front of the Kenyan runners. And I'm going like, yes, great. Let's go. Like, you know, right. screaming in the background, like keep on running. And all of a sudden I went, oh my God. And somebody said, what's the matter? I said, he just dropped his right shoulder. Structures, functions. Uh-huh. You know, and that biomechanics right. happened. And right. he had, I don't know what he ate the day before, but I just saw his body not be able to go past that one point. Mm-hmm. And he started to slow down. And he yeah. had perfect, you know, performance. It's like mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, if he ate, drank Gatorade and got mm-hmm. sugar in his system, mm-hmm. his system didn't handle it. Right. You know, and that's why it's so important to be able to like piece those like piece of the puzzle together so that mm-hmm. you can have better opportunity to have better results and have them more consistently. Wow. So, so do you think, wow, that's, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Do you think that we are, and this may be an obvious question, but do you think that we are careless in what we put into our body that we don't give, you know, than what we eat? Do you think that we are, are careless in that sense? And, and what do you say to those that don't believe that we are, you know, this thing called ESG, right? And so they don't believe that we, um, you know, we should eat like our grandparents have eaten. Um, you know, that you know, my grandfather did steak and potatoes and smoked a pack of cigarettes every day and drank whiskey, you know, two or three times a week. Um, what do you say to people that hold fast to, to, to that type of mentality? Well, first off, they're not educated enough or not educating themselves on. Um, so just some bare minimum facts. And there, and if you look at the genetics, if you're looking for like those kind of people, um, you know, my parents and your parents grew up on like basically organic food. They didn't start mm-hmm. inducing um, chemicals that they were spraying on. At, and just before harvest, by the way, is when they, they spray mm-hmm. like the Monsanto type thing um, and those pesticides. And, and, and they don't go away. I mean, you're mm-hmm. eating them. And, you know, and. And pesticides and like heavy metals, a lot of them have a lot of heavy metals in it, are getting absorbed in your body very readily. It goes right through the intestinal wall of that one cell layer, and it makes for a larger gap. Um, but when people tell me that, you know, it's just like, oh, like, you know, my grandfather did this. And so they just like, I'm just going to eat whatever I want. And I said, some point in time, your body will pay. I mean, you will hear your body scream. And it's either going to scream sooner or later. But why would you do that? 
if you mm-hmm. like, if you knew what to do to be healthy, why would you do that? If you knew that smoking cigarettes is harmful, cigarettes back in the 30s didn't have pesticides on them. Right, right. That's true. And and so and, and they were and people had better vegetables then. Now you like you know you can have an organic seed, mm-hmm. and if you plant mm-hmm. it in regular soil, is it still organic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just said maybe for the FDA, but I don't right. really know right. the answer to that question. But right. I think you have to take a look at you know like what's changed. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like when like right now I have this supersized water here. Oh wow! You know, know, and I'm and, gonna get- I'm drinking a ginger but, ale. I can't see it because oh, you know. Yeah. But you know, ginger ale has I changed. Them. Even too. I plug them, but right? Canada Dry ginger ale. There we go. Yeah, it's <laughs> at least you admit it. Link out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a part. Ginger is really good for people to take. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not necessarily that way, but um, no, not it, the wrong way. Because it calms it's the true. fetus. Right. It, it prevent it helps prevent seafood poisoning. That's mm-hmm. why you see it with sushi. Oh, and, that's right. That's right. right, right. In China, I'm a Chinese doctor also. So I have, it's oh, the, okay. you know, okay. and that's one of the, the big things about ginger and it's hot. Yeah. So it's, it's, there's, yeah, if, others, yeah. if there's yeah. bugs in your food, you're also likely going to, to cook them. Right. Also, right. Also helps with inflammation. Ginger, right. and, it helps with inflammation because I grew up where we would boil ginger to make ginger tea. And it's funny because I'm drinking this. I wasn't a big coffee drinker. I was a big tea drinker whether it was green tea or some other tea um, mm-hmm. because that was easier on my stomach. Cause I noticed that coffee was diuretic and it would really, uh, if I drank too many cups, it would really mess with my system. And so it, it's interesting it's because I always, acidic. That's right. That's right. And yeah. I also find yeah. it very interesting having lived in Texas for 22 years that I was a beef and potato kind of guy. Right. Uh, and I would always find myself to be, um, I would feel sluggish, like after I ate a meal. Um, and, and I wasn't a big alcohol drinker. I think just because of my genetic makeup, I, I can't process, I don't process alcohol very well. Mm-hmm. So I just don't drink it all anymore because I didn't like how it made me feel. Plus I have control issues. I don't like to be out of control. Even though I was 10 years in the military, I, I was more than likely the designated driver. Um, and then two, I, I just don't see any, for me mentally, there's no benefit to it now i'm not saying there's something nothing wrong with having a you know an old-fashioned or a glass of wine or something of that nature but for me i find that sometimes i'd get itchy is it is that weird mm-hmm. uh a beer drinker my body would just respond in a very different way and so i i realized i couldn't really process process mm-hmm. it uh not that i've been diagnosed because i haven't but i just couldn't really process it in a way that there's some guys and people that can they can really handle their alcohol it doesn't seem to phase them but for me it i mean it's it's a knockout so mm-hmm. i made the decision that i sort of gotten older to say you know i'm just going to avoid and then it causes inflammation and it can help arthritis and you know so there's some other stuff so i just decided to make some changes they consider it a cancer producer for you know in chinese medicine they say it creates stampede in a lower jaw so that's like not this mm-hmm. is the upper you know where mm-hmm. your chest is and then where your you know, basic gut is and belly button at the middle and the lower jaw is more like the pelvic area. But it says it create. they say that it creates heat 
you know, in that area and how the exhibits a lot of times when people eat it because a lot of alcohol is so acidic. If you take a, a litmus paper and you put it in here for the pH paper, you can mm -hmm. see exactly how acidic it is. Even your drinking water, your drinking water a lot of times is like a pH of five. It should really right. be closer to a pH of seven. Um, right. And so when you, you have that, um, like when you're talking about having that reaction and you're itching, you know, it's mm -hmm. because it, it excites the histamine levels and histamine levels can change. And when you have that, you can have more of an allergic kind of response to it. Mm -hmm. So you might just yeah. have, you know, that, that epigenetic link that made you more sensitive, to, you know, to that. I have living in Boston, I have had a lot of Irish friends, you know, mm -hmm. and like, I like to have a glass of wine or two, but they could drink me under the table anytime. Right. Any, right. Any, any day of the week and they could still and they were highly functional and i'm thinking like i don't know i would have died <laughs> oh yeah no so i yeah i go out three drinks i'm just like it's a wrap for me you know what i mean and, and sure. I, I but i reckon but it took me some time to recognize that in myself mm -hmm. and then to adjust accordingly and i guess that leads me to a question is that you know when you mentioned monsanto's and mm -hmm. and and this may go into the area of uh you know, semi-conspiracy theory, and I, I'm sure it's too far off, but I've long suspected as you start talking about how they're trying to bioengineer foods and trying to bioengineer meat, um, and and then um, and then you have a pharmaceutical company that owns an agricultural agricultural farms. That's somewhat problematic to me when you start thinking about we're a capitalistic society, and so maybe the and I've talked to physicians about this before. Uh, to where they say, you know, this is should not be called the healthcare business. Our job is to make people better. And it seems like we're just, our job is to keep people sick and keep them coming back and back and back so we can sell them more uh, pharmaceutical medications. And so it's interesting to me that uh, we are being, every time I turn on television, there's some pill for this or some medication for that or, you know, or, or something to where, you know, you need this for this. And then kind of like what you're saying, whenever I read the side effects, I'm thinking, well, I would just rather have the disease and all the side effects because, you know, I'm not going to get any better with that. Do you think there's a link between, um, and not to put you on the spot here, but do you think that there is a link, <laughs> a capitalistic <laughs> link between um, pharmaceutical companies owning agricultural farms and, and perhaps um, uh, with the objective to uh, keeping us sick? Well, good business. There is a there is a well known theory in medicine, and it's called the thick, the sick model of medicine. Mm -hmm. And so, when you're sick, a lot of times people don't know why you're sick, and they don't look for why you're sick. They treat the symptom; they don't treat the cause. That mm -hmm. was one of the reasons why I became a chiropractor first, and then studied other alternative medicines, including Chinese medicine, which I have a master's and a doctorate in. Um, and but the, the thing is, is that when you, you ask that question, you've got to ask yourself, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like when someone's telling me that, you know, Bill Gates, for instance, is buying up all this farmland. I go, what's the problem with that picture? Because it's like, you know, he can buy farmland up, you know, but but my question is, like, why are you why, why? are you doing that? And what do, you, and what do you want to grow on that? Mm -hmm. um, right. on, on land because not all land is suitable in, in the United in the United States especially though soil is very stripped of high nutrients right. I thought that the laughable thing when I lived in Washington DC was that you know it said the FDA farmers market and I went you got to be joking me I, mm -hmm. I pulled it 
pulled my car over independent and you know almost killed myself getting out of the car and taking a picture of that sign because i thought i've got to use this in a post this is ridiculous right, right. that's um, funny but there's so many things that are you know that are sprayed i can remember being a kid you know think about that you think about mosquitoes Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like we thought it was so much fun to go run when we were camping, you know, mm-hmm. in that big fog. We <laughs> so were breathing in like, you know, absolute 150 percent toxins right. while, we're, while we're doing that. Okay. Um, and certainly the mosquitoes would never get into your lungs. <laughs> want to go there. But mm-hmm. the you know, but it was, you know, we know they didn't really expose or have that transparency. at the mm-hmm. So it's like even when people do, you know, going down not a rabbit hole, but just making a point of, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're talking about vaccines and medications, I want to see the fact sheet. I don't want to see the summary. But if you see the summary, they're only telling you what they think you should do. I don't want to see the summary. That's right. And the fact sheet tells you everything you need to know. And so you're going like, well, what, why is this in there? Like, you know, how do you use that? A lot of things that you put on your skin, 65% of what you put on your skin is absorbed into your body. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when looking at labels and reading labels, why it's so important is because the word peg is, means it's a petroleum-based ingredient. Mm-hmm. And petroleum-based ingredients pull the other ingredient in. It helps you get inside. Mm-hmm. So, and looking at a lot of, um, you know, wh- whatever it is, whatever is in your, you know, in your refrigerator, mm-hmm. you know, in your pantry, um, you know, whether it is, you know, taking something like o- over the counter, you've got to even look at the inert ingredients. Some of those inert ingredients are what's called right. the other ingredients. Right, right. When you go to look them up, you would never take them. And it isn't like one dose is going to do something, but you know, a supplement that has certain other ingredients in them, you know, like some sterates are not from natural plant-based sources, Mm -hmm. um, you know, can lead to bigger problems later on or after years of taking a supplement. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's like it isn't the supplement that's going to kill you; it's the actor, the other ingredients that might have more of a negative effect. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really being very mindful of, like you know, and honoring your body as a temple of what you're putting into it. And where was that source? You have a right to know where your food's being sourced. Absolutely, that's you know, right. and, that's right. and, and like how it's being. Because if right. they're taking organic food and they're t- transporting in the same truck that's, you know, that's sprayed because they're worried about bugs being. That's right. That's right. With it. And it's just like the food might be organic, but it has a, it has a higher mm-hmm. exposure. Rate. You should know that. You should know that they spray mm-hmm. trucks to prevent, you know, bugs being carried along mm-hmm. the way. Along but the route. Right. But we're so disconnected, um, I think, in, in, in this country from uh, what we put in our bodies. I mean, you see you know, uh, processed food more and more and then how it's marketed, you know, to us. I, somebody handed me, you know, I grew up eating sugar canes, right? Like you would go mm-hmm. like in Jamaica right. with a sugar cane, you cut it off mm-hmm. and they would give it to us, right? And that's what we would tuck on all day, just a sugar cane, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that natural sugar cane. And it's interesting whenever I'm in Europe and you and I talked about that when you were saying you were in, in, in uh, Paris, that the, 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 that the sweetness is different. Like I, I lived in Europe for six years. It's a, a different type of taste. And I noticed when I was in Asia that whenever I would get the fish, you know, the fish would be fresh with bones in it and the whole shebang. Not a lot of processed uh, foods. Whenever I would have a glass of Bordeaux when I was in Paris, uh, it didn't have all of the preservative preservatives in it mm-hmm. um, that we find here in the West. I think the way I answer the question is that it 
it, from a capitalistic standpoint, if you're looking to uh, increase shareholder revenue, then uh, even if it's not intentional, you're going to have guys like me working for an organization that are going to say, well, if these things affect people, we just happen to own a pharmaceutical company to where we can give them the cure to the right. very thing we're causing. So, and I think more and more people are catching on to that, even mm -hmm. if it's not um, intentionally uh, 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 malevolent, it is, it is um, willful ignorance and, and, and a way to, you know, get, get you from what you put in your body, uh, treat you when it comes out. And so like you say, and I keep hearing you say this, that the responsibility is up to us to look at what we're putting in our body. You know, it's interesting because I use honey in my tea and it helps mm -hmm. me with seasonal allergies. And I don't like using sugar because I realized whenever I took sugar, I had a reaction to sugar and I don't, and, and many would make me tired. I would get high for a minute. It would make me tired at some point. And so uh, I, I think I went almost a year without having sugar and I didn't realize how clear my mind was, how I felt better, um, how my I slept better. There was just certain things that would that would happen to, you know, to me to to. And I have a notorious sweet tooth. Um, but then I try to I try to manage that. Right. Um, and so I, I find, though, that we are uh, we are not really from what I see. Maybe I'm living in Texas. But we, if it's a fast food joint, you go pick the food up or if it's. You know, eating meat at a certain time, which I'm a big meat eater. I I say I can eat anything. Um, we don't, we're not really we're not really conscious or self aware about what we're putting in our body. And then I think that we don't make the connection, like you say, um, between um, what we're putting in our body and how that affects us over time. Not only with our physical health, but then also our mental and our emotional health. And that brings me to correlate between what it is that you do. So whenever you're looking at your high performers, uh, whenever you're looking at people, whether regardless of what their vocation is, um, you is it that you address these issues and then help them create healthier habits? Uh, do you help them rethink the way that they do things? Do you and and, and as you what are when you were talking to them and it, what are some of the benefits from your experience and the people that you um, coach and treat uh, are the benefits of, of, of uh, your approach? Well, part of my approach is- so smart, you know, I'm trying to like find my words. Which is, which is, <laughs> it's okay, I do that all the time. <laughs> they, yeah. I think that, you know, um, in, in finding that approach, I always look to find out where somebody's at. Like, you know, what have they done before? What, how are they approaching every day, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, socially? And, um, and how do they feel throughout the day? It's like if I'm following somebody playing golf, you know, um, on a golf course and they're starting to lose their mental capacity, right? They're like starting to screw up. They're like the hit, not in the ball, like, you know, solid straight on again, it's not going down, but the, all the way down, you know, towards the green, um, you know, there is a, there's something that happens in the brain that they're not their level of concentration because they can't handle the concentration anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever it was, just a phone call, you know, because food's a detractor, music's a detractor, you know, birds singing could be a detractor mm -hmm. for somebody, but it's like, what makes your mind work so efficiently you know, inconsistently that noises in the background don't mean anything. Right. 
you right. know, and there, there's a technique that I specifically teach in order to be able to do that and train people to be able to do that. So it's part of their daily ritual and that's mm-hmm. part of their mindfulness training. But mm-hmm. they also, in looking at an individual, because every person is different and I can't say to any one of my programs that have ever been the same per person. Right. I mean, there's right. basic parts of it that are, yeah. but when yeah. you're, but when I'm getting into like, well, like, so like, what is it that you want to achieve? What is it that you got to do? You know? And so like, I love problems. So it's like, let me t- solve your problem. And, and looking at what that problem is and like, have you ever thought about doing it this way or, you know, or going about it this way? Or so like when you're sleeping, you know, or when I have women who can't get pregnant and they want to get pregnant, you know, I always ask them, what, where's your head pointing? And they always go, what does that have to do with it? And, mm-hmm. and I said, because everything's energy, right? you know, we can prove that this, everything's energy. When you look at a lot of the research in Killian photography, you know, you can see people's energy, emat- like mm-hmm. emanating from the body and going mm-hmm. out in different directions. Mm-hmm. So, so if you have, you know, and looking at all the possibilities or looking, at least trying to check off all the possibilities, you look at like, what do I got going for me? Where am I at? Where mm-hmm. am I going? You know, and what what is it that I have going for me? So in my book, Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired, which is a book of questions, it's an intense system survey review for every organ system in your body. So you know where your weakest link is at. And you also know your strongest link. I always first look for the strongest links in when I'm looking at someone's chart as it progresses, because I want to know what I've got to rely on, why I'm fixing this other problem over here, you know, and making those recommendations. And food is medicine. Right, and it's just right. like, and, and, you know, when you have, when I decided to go completely organic, you know, mm-hmm. as much as possible, right. Um, mm-hmm. My grocery bill in a year went up a thousand bucks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we talked about that. Right. Even right. in one year. And so you organic is really just getting the fruits and vegetables out of your grandmother's my grandmother had a garden. So, you know, a lot of these kids, they, they don't know that you dig potatoes out of the ground or watermelon comes out of the ground, right? Uh, but then even the, the ground is being contaminated. Um, well, and also so how I, you're putting foods together. Because a right. lot of times when you're not putting your foods together, like you talked about being wiped out after eat, having steak and potatoes, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, you can't, it isn't like you can't have steak and potatoes, but if you're going right. to have steak and potatoes and you have so many ounces of steak, to a certain size potato, you better have vegetables to back it up with. And if you do have a drink, you want the drink to be able to complement your food. That's where the French part of my gene pool comes in. And, you know, because when, when you have that, you're looking at, it's a chemistry and Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a science of like, how do I eat? So like, I don't feel like I have a hangover the next day, even if I didn't have any alcohol. And you know, it's just like, how do I put those foods together so my body knows how to utilize it the mm-hmm. best? You know, I give out a lot of times when I'm on LinkedIn, a food combining chart and someone goes, oh, someone told me a week ago, I saw, I used to, used to follow that. And I said, when you used to follow it, did you feel good? Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Right. Do you follow it now? No. Do you have any health issues? Do you take any medications? Mm-hmm. Do you take anything over, even over the counter like aspirin? Right. You know? Then, you know, you've got to take a look at where that weakest link is. You've got to do what it takes to fortify it, you know, and to foster it being, you know, being more optimal and getting in that optimal alignment again. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, right. And, and then you can, you know, you know, then you can age so much better. You can, you know, you can think better, mm-hmm. you know, feel better, move better, you know. Right. And, and, right. Right. and, and reduce the effect that comes with aging. 
Um, you mentioned something. You mentioned your first book. So let's talk about that. First, let's tell everyone where they can connect with you. I know I've connected with you on LinkedIn um, and then also uh, your website. Where can, how can people get in contact with you that are interested in picking up what you're putting down? Well, my website um, is called healthteamnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of interaction and there's ways to work with me and, and um, there's ways to ask me questions. As a matter of fact, on the opening page, if you scroll down, there is a microphone. And if you tap on the microphone, you can send me a message and it will come to my email um, oh, nice. and I will respond. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a way to connect with me. I have a Facebook, you know, business page and, you know, Instagram and regular Facebook. Um, but I primarily focus on um, on being present on LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, my father was an executive and an entrepreneur and a business owner, you know, and um, he died of a heart attack, the same oh. age I am right now. Um, and so when, uh, w- which was devastating, not only for me, for my whole family and for people who knew him, but the point is, is that, you know, I always, you know, any time he did something in his businesses, I was, you know, I did, you know, like, you know, credit card, you know, transactions mm-hmm. for him. So right. I, I was always doing something that I was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always thought when I went to even the chiropractic school, to his dismay, um, that, um, <laughs> that, you know, like I had all these resources, you know, that I had access to. And um, he was so set in his ways that he decided that he knew better than medicine or alternative medicine. I don't no think they way. called it at that time. They called right. it something else. But the, you know, the, the point is, is that, you know, um, this, you know, I, I have devoted my energy into helping executives and mm-hmm. their children don't have the same, you know, experience that I had, right. you know, right. and they lose their father way too soon. You know, or their mother way too soon, um, and because you know that that piece of the puzzle, like you know, like how do you connect those those components, you mm-hmm. know, back together, the community, you know, mm-hmm. the education, you know, mm-hmm. and and a, and a plan, like what makes sense. I don't right. ever do something I don't do myself. Right. You know right. that that for me is a, a big thing because you know, somebody right. asks, does this make sense? To you? I have people. Right. Call me up, patients of mine from 30 years ago would call me up and say, "What do you think about this?" Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know. They saw, then they call me Dr. Pat when they're being friendly. Just call me Pat. Right, right. I got you. Right, yeah. Like, That's Dr. Pat, I knew. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a phone <laughs> call. Um, but the thing is, is that you know, paying attention to those things mm-hmm. that, and, and like, and how your body reacts. I mean, if you eat food. You can have a reaction to food that you're eating eight days later. Mm-hmm. That's true. So it's, it's it's really being you know you have to be diligent and mindful mm-hmm. about like you know how you're servicing your body you know for that for those purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when you know the you know and when I talk about my father because my father didn't you know he didn't eat well he didn't take care of himself mm-hmm. and I look back at it like and kind of laugh about it now but he gave me he told me education was so important and mm-hmm. his biggest fear was that I was never going to leave school wow and I was going to be a perpetual student and I kind of am <laughs> yeah when we see your education you you've got an extensive background you're a doctor of chiropractic um I am familiar with the Chinese medicine when I was in Asia I did uh Real acupuncture, I like to say, um, to help them help me with some uh, osteoarthritis. 
Uh, and then it's amazing when they give you the Chinese herb, they put in that little bag. Um, mm-hmm. and then you make a tea out of it and it, it, it cures everything. <laughs> you know, some of all natural herbs, which is kind of what we do uh, in Jamaica. Um, but you you are also an international bestseller. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've written several books. Walk us through uh, what you from what you're working on, from where you started, because okay. I know you were sharing some with me before. And I want to make sure that we're plugging you because um, I'm also excited about conversations that you are having. You and I are having about um, uh, our future. Uh, not only <laughs> but also together. Yeah. Let's talk about your book and 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 uh, you, you and and give us a brief synopsis of each book well, what, and, well, and uh, brag about yourself a little bit, Doc. So the first book that um, I was asked to collaborate in, and it was the purpose of the book was to create your trusted authority, and I was asked to. Uh, it was called Business Mavericks. I think it's still for sale for ninety nine cents, um, but Amazon sent me an actual plaque for a bestseller from oh, that wow. from that yeah. book, and which I you know I thought what the heck did I order from Amazon? I was furious. <laughs> I opened up. I was like, oh my god. Um, and then, you know, I uh, someone uh, talked to me one time about writing a book that would help masses of people. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, that's not me. <laughs> and you must be talking about somebody else. And they said, right. no, no, no. I think that you should write one. I think you should give a consideration. And I woke up in the middle of the night one time and said, I got it. You know, and the book that I wrote, I took that. That's a system survey. Mm-hmm. Um, book called Why Are You Sick, Fat, and Tired? Find out now. You find your weakest link and your strongest link. And it's a book right. of questions. And there's mm-hmm. over 300 questions, but it doesn't take you that long to answer 300 questions. Um, and, yeah. each, and each section is about each organ system. So it's not one big question that goes to someplace. And what it does is it tells you, it charts out where your health is at a given moment. You know, mm-hmm. so it's a snapshot. And so mm-hmm. it works as a workbook, a guidebook, and an advocacy book so that you can go into your doctor and ask better questions. You oh, only wow. get 15 minutes. You got to make those 15 minutes count. Huh. And so you can, and it's, there's, and it's science-based. It's been, was written by scientists initially. Um, and they were, they were questionnaires that I took and I decided just to make it into everyday street language because oh. nobody, every, people would miss whole parts of it. And I went, mm-hmm. why didn't you answer that part? And they go, I didn't understand what they're asking. I went, mm-hmm. and I think to myself, I understand. It's got to be kidding. You mm-hmm. don't understand what this word, word is. Mm-hmm. And so then I would reword it so they could do it, right? And so I wrote the first version of that. And then I decided to define it better. Mm-hmm. Because when what I saw when I was walking around, and I sold my business on Cape Cod and moved to Boston. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, and I'm up in Boston, I'm thinking, I'm walking around, I'm seeing all these sick people who didn't know it. People who were like, nobody's home. Wow. And I would ask people, are you okay? Nobody ever asked me what I did. I thought it was really, they're so wow. like, you know, not in touch and not in tune. Because I would right. say, well, what do you do? Why are you asking me that question? Right. Um, and, you know, and I threw somebody in a cab one time and sent them to Mass General. Um, and because I go, you look like you're going to die. You're, you're like, hey, like greasy sweat. And, and I just, when I asked him some questions, he was a little bit incoherent. And so mm-hmm. I, just, I called the cab and I said, you can need to go. I go take him to the front, um, to the main entrance. And mm-hmm. he goes, why am I going? I got a, he go, I have a presentation to give. I said, not if you're dead, you're not, you're going to keep I go, you to go to the hospital first. And I saw That's him true. about four months later. He goes, are you the girl who threw me in the, the cab? 
he used the words, he goes, screw <laughs> me in the cab. And I said, what did I go? And, and he said, I go about three months ago. He goes, yeah. And I said, that was me. And uh, he just said, thank you. He goes, you saved my life. And, um, and so I just said to him, I go, you're having a heart attack, weren't you? And he said, I was. Oh, and I said, I said, you would never survive. And if I called an ambulance for you that day, you would have not made it, huh. you know? And so, because he was like, really, he was dripping greasy. Stuff. That's not a good sign. Yeah, right. Wow, right. Anyway, you know, you know, other people, you know, that, you know, and, and so we get into the second book. So, and part of that mic drop, you know, that I talk about, I say it's a mic drop, is because I talk about the 210 study from the CDC that said 212 potentially dangerous chemicals were in water from what they had in their body, it was in their urine, in their blood, and every person that was tested. I find wow. that astounding that that happened throughout the United States. Right. And yeah. that day when I read that, I said, oh, I no longer can say be retired. Right. Right. Because there's like oh, there's something going on here that's evil. <laughs> I use right. a broad right. term, but you know, right. I go so people right. need to have better information because right. when you have better information, you can make better decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's a good decision for yourself or not, you can make your own better decisions. You came out of retirement to handle. And so I came out of retirement to like to finish writing this book and getting it out there and. Um, which I did. And then the second edition, I, I just re- did that back in 2022. Mm-hmm. And then somebody asked me to collaborate in a book called uh, The Deck of Success, which is you coming gotta, out. You got something right to show us, correct? Yeah, well, okay. I, don't, I don't have it in front oh, of you're me. You're going to have to put it up. But if you look up, um, you know, Rich Parsons uh, is the editor for Success Magazine. And um, they invited me to be on the cover, which I nice. will do in 2024. Um, and write my article, but I also contributed to the book Deck of Success, and I believe I am the Jack of Queens. No, I am the Jack of uh, Hearts, or I am the Jack of Diamonds. Oh um, wow! In that, in those decks. So, and it's going to be on the the big um, in Times Square, um, mm-hmm. and I believe their launch date that they just let us know about was is on September 11th or something, or near mm-hmm. the September 8th or something like that. Right. So, you know, that's coming up um, and that's soon like they, he's got like 52 really great people, including mm-hmm. myself, um, that are authors, you know, in, in that book as a collaboration also. Okay. Yeah. And then this fall, I am giving a talk to a women's group um, that uh, I just recently got invited to to pitch for. And we're going to be talking about empowering success, mindset, mastery in superior wellness for business women, executives, and entrepreneurs. It's primarily a women's group. Um, okay. And we're going to be talking about the power of mindset okay. um, and understanding the impact of mindset on success mm-hmm. and why it's so crucial, strategies for stress management, effective okay. wellness initiatives that should be included in any strategy for managing stress and maintaining um, the healthy, balanced work life and building a supportive environment. Community for me is huge and it's really, really important. If you heal yourself, you can heal those behind you and those in front of you and those around you. And now I think is, that's where you make it right. contagious. Right. That's correct. And how is your how is your mastermind group, the one you just you just mentioned? Uh, where is uh, that? How can people connect and join on that? Is that going to be a webinar? Is it going to be? 
Well, my I have next this tomorrow. <laughs> um, right. I am, you know, well, I if you check, oh, I, okay. if, you, if you check out my um, at my site, you know, and um, I have an event happening tomorrow between eleven and twelve o'clock. You can still, you know, jump in on, um, and it is for high performance life. It's a workshop, and we're going to be going. I did, I did for that. Yeah, did, did you? I'm did, so yeah. excited. You should get, and so we're going to be going over a health assessment okay. um, and what it means mm -hmm. and why it's so, you know, this one assessment, um, which is 22 questions. It's mm -hmm. also on my website. Mm -hmm. um, it's 22 questions and they're yes and no answers. It'll take you no time at all to do it, you know, mm -hmm. and why it's so important um, for that one piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And and then I just recently have been invited to um, next year to uh be with this, a women's group um, out in Nashville called mm -hmm. um, State of Women 2024. And, um, you know, since there's a very good possibility, I'll be delivering a workshop that's going to be very interactive and uh, on mindset and, you know, and, and actually like, you know, really creating that foundational balance that's so important so that you can do whatever you want to do, whatever mm -hmm. it is, you know, sure. and you can, and, you know, and you can be successful and still be a mom. Sure. I mean, you know, and I had to laugh. I did market research and talked to a lot of the executives. I talked to about 50, 60 executives in total. Some of them were men. Some of them were women. Almost every woman told me, which I thought this was fascinating. Every woman told me at 2.54, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, it definitively, especially if they were still cooking meals at home, unless they had a maid, mm -hmm. that they were and somebody preparing their meals that they had to think about what is it that I have to make sure my kids get the best nutrition today possible so that they can be better kids even tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's really important to them. Every mm -hmm. man that was in that, that study and that my, and when I was doing that survey said to me, three o'clock, think about food. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> just, and it, was just, it was just like that different, like the DNA, the, the DNA is the XX versus the XY. Why? That's kid, right, right. Why would I do that? And I right. said, well, because you've got kids to feed if your wife's not if your wife's not home or if you're right. a single parent. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think about that when I'm walking out the door. <laughs> just, right. You know, right. or, or that kind of thing. I just thought it was a very interesting point. Um, it, it, it is, but women do like women, you know, because we are so multi, we multitask very yeah. easy. Like we were born multitasking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I have really good exercise programs for people to do multitasking so they can set their goals for the day, do the nine before nine or 10 before 10, whatever number is the number that works best for you. And also go through gratitude and mindfulness and get the physical activity that you need um, mm -hmm. in order to like start that burn and start your day and clear your brain. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so, right. You know, that's hugely important. Right? You know, and I will tell you that one of the things that that I've learned um, uh, in in my experience is that I always, you know, it's always fascinating to me whenever you find high performing athletes or or um, really outstanding musicians um, that they always have, uh, unless they're just a prodigy, but they always have a coach or someone to guide them through the process to to tweak out the sort of finer mm -hmm. details to make them uh, remain at the optimal level. Um, or even if you find, and I think that's the difference between uh, someone that is gifted in a certain sense is, is how they have this sort of unshakable focus and then mm -hmm. everything feeds uh, their purpose. I've always said that 
you know, I don't want to be a jack of all trades. I just want to know what my purpose is. And I want to build towards that. I, I recall when I was doing, um, uh, competition martial arts that I would, my diet would be different and how, what I thought about was different. And, 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 and my mindset was different. A lot of meditation and making sure that, you know, um, that like you say, I was, when you're an optimal racehorse, you want to make sure that you are, you know, feeding your, you can't just eat anything. Um, mm-hmm. and certain things that you can't put in your body. And, and I noticed that there was a, a different there, a difference there. Um, one of the things that, uh, and I know I, before I get into that though, there was one more thing that you, you're, you're currently working on something right now. Are you not, are you working on other than your mind? You, you showed me something prior to this that you were. Oh, oh, on. oh, <laughs> how did I like, you're so good. I'm, I'm so glad. Yeah, I was I'm leaving there. I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. You were like, huh? Yeah. You showed it to me and I was like, show it up. But we, Right here, yes. Can I see that go like this? Yes, modern day. It's, it's a little blurry. Can you but, read uh, it? Uh, if you, there you go. Mindset mastery system. Seven keys to extraordinary life strategies. So tell us a little bit about that, and, well, and how our listeners and our our, our viewers can actually uh, connect with you to talk about that. Um, well, they can contact me. They can take time on my uh, calendar. You know, at um, meetdrpat.as dot me forward slash htn as in health team network um and i have to record this this is a digital version and um i have all my notes inside here (laughs) um for my for my outline and it's basically um i don't know how long exactly going to be because i made an outline the other day and i ended up having two pages (laughs) and so i need to cut like you know consolidate and condense that down but i'm talking on this particular piece you know, I wanted to make something because people think, you know, sometimes we overuse the word mindset. Mm-hmm. And so um, this piece is to, you know, just like, what can I, ba- what can I, what's the basics? You know, I want to know what's the nuts and bolts of mindset system that I need to do that I can start seeing a change. You know, like, you know, what are those things and what are like the educational part and you know, and what are the three pieces of the puzzles? I always talk about community. I always talk about education and I talk about the five pillars of health, you mm-hmm. know, but in this piece here, I really want to focus on the three brains um, mm-hmm. because the three brains um, and a lot of people finally talk about them in, in a certain fashion. So the three brains have to do with like your primitive brain, your mammalian brain and your conscious brain and how well, they talk to each other. Those are the right? book you were talking about. That's talks about the method I was talking about. I want I want to say that on camera because I want to I'm gonna pl- pl- uh, plug your book. But this is gonna make <laughs> me excited in reading, uh, listening to what you're about to about to put on the program because it really helped me. And so, uh, uh-huh. finish your thoughts. I, I got so excited. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Well, in the th- in the three brains, you know, I specifically talked to, and I will be talking about that tomorrow in my webinar workshop because I always address that. Is you know talking to like who gets to win, right? Who do you let win? Do you let the lizard brain win because I'm That's telling right. you you're not good enough, right. or That's you right. can't do it, or That's like right. you know you don't have to do this. You can do this tomorrow, right. or do it on the weekend. Right. You know, be a weekend warrior, right. you know, right. to the mammalian brain that collects everything that's ever happened to you in your lifetime, you know, and puts the emotional component to it. Mm-hmm. And when you're on the emotional component to that, then you're saying like, you know, is it a positive experience or a negative experience? Mm-hmm. Ever right. wonder why your parents or your mother, when she's listening to some music that was her favorite music that she cries? Right. Oh, it's yeah. because the mammalian brain is picking up on that music and just tying in with the person, place, or event, or a thing, 
Mm-hmm. And then that's reminding her of that. They use it a lot in movies, like taking somebody from pain to pleasure. That's right. And so, right. you know, and it's yep. a holy grail in marketing. I mean, it's just like that, that aspect right. of it's like, and so right. when, when you have the conscious brain and you can take and you can dictate what is being said, mm-hmm. and yet you have, you know, a, a, a mind so strong that nothing can, you know, disturb mm-hmm. that peace that you have there, then you can control, if you can control the conversation and the self-talk that you're having with the lizard brain, you can call right. the lizard brain. That's like, right. He doesn't get to win. And you can graduate right. from college. Because <laughs> 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 thinking like, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times I said, right. I don't think I can do this chiropractic thing. Right. You know, but I'm a, an incredibly talented chiropractor for, right. for in, in adjusting. Right. You know, I have people who used to travel two hours just to get their neck adjusted. I went, Are you nuts? To me, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, you know, no, and, that person it becomes important. And I was, I, I want to pick up on something you, you said because I had lizard brain today, right? I've worked for myself <laughs> since Merrill Lynch for probably the last 15 years. And I always tell people, you know, uh, entrepreneur journey is not easy. And I, I fire myself every day. You know what I mean? Whenever I come up with a difficult client, because I'm like you, I like to solve puzzles. Uh, from an organizational standpoint. And so um, it's interesting because our goals have now aligned because I realized that in order to have healthy organizations, the organisms that make up that organization have to be healthy. And so now we focus, you can't be a good leader if you're not taking care of your own body. Um, You can't be a good leader if you're not focusing on your emotional, mental, you know, we talk about IQ and EQ and, and all these different things, but we don't really get to a point of where we give it a practical application. Right. So mm-hmm. you look at someone like me that while I understand the research from the scholarly scholarly perspective, um, because of my background, I'm a practitioner. So you have that sort of scholar practitioner where I can go in the lab and work it. But I also know that it's not as effective unless I take it out of the lab and put it into into practice to see how it works. And you can make the adjustments and tweak them as necessary. And so I think that the, the issue that I look at from a macro standpoint is how are we really connected uh, in that sense of do we compartmentalize? And a lot of times what you and I are discussing is we do compartmentalize between working. You can't work 60, 80 hours a week and say you got to sleep, get healthy sleep. You know, I've heard people brag about, oh, I only get two or three hours of sleep. And I, I always tell people that I am a I am a recovering workaholic. Right. That sounds great. But I put myself in the hospital a couple of times. Um, mm-hmm. when I should have. Um and then I realized that once I was able to get more balance in my life, um, then and I was drinking a lot of the energy drinks and all the wrong things I shouldn't have. And and uh, and and actually thank God for my genetics because I can only handle it for so long. Then I, I had to take a look at well, what's you know, is this worth me killing myself over? And so I <laughs> eventually started, you know, pulling myself back, which initially my performance slumped. But until I got into a nice rhythm, I realized I had more sustained energy. I had higher focus. And then I was able to be more effective whenever I um, would perform. And I found that to be very important when I started working for myself because you, 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 all, you, you know, you're going to be faced with lizard brain by the time you get up in the morning every day. And you have mm-hmm. to kind of control that beast, you know, to get them to be quiet so that you can, especially when you have people that are depending on you that work for you. Then you say, okay, well, I have to, I, I don't, I do not afford myself the luxury to give in to that attitude. But it also takes your type of approach uh, more than just a mindset. But it, you know, it, it is a mindset. But then there's also healthy habits to support it 
And I notice that whenever I'm doing those things that are healthier for me, I'm able to manage stretch, stress more effectively, mm -hmm. right? And then oh, yeah. when I'm in healthy habits. And so uh, it, it's really exciting because I know you and I have been trying to connect for some time and, 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 um, you know, I'm I'm really excited about the possibility of of collaborating with you in the future. And I know we were, I told you I was going to tell you I was going to say this once we got on air, but uh, because <laughs> because I am looking to, uh, you know, to be frank, you and I talked about this, and our nation's very sick. We're just very very sick right now. I think that, uh, you know, undiagnosed and diagnosed mental health is is is. Uh, is concerning. I think that people are angry. Um, and I think that all of that anger, anger, energy, uh, causes us to become sickly. I think that we're turning to the wrong solutions, whether that's pharmaceutical or processed foods, or, you know, uh, I was watching, um, political commentary yesterday. Where we were talking about the fentanyl opioid crisis, mm -hmm. uh, and how that is really, uh, affecting our community. We're, you know, we have, uh, mental health issues in, you know, uh, teenage, specifically teenage girls, um, uh, young, you know, young women that are, you know, committing suicide, they're high, um, suicide's high among our younger people. Um, you know, that just becomes, we have to look at the root cause of what's, what's happening, right? That we have Dr. Pat is with us. Hello. I love that graphic. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want you to share it with me. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. I actually put uh, a lot of those, uh, I actually purchased a lot of those things for the for the program to put it together. So um, we, uh, folks, we had technical difficulty. We are back. Uh, I In post-production, I'm, I'm hopefully they'll clean that up. You will miss a lot of um my statements, but we were discussing with Dr. Pat about the future of, of what it is that uh, she is doing and some of our conversation um, as far as it relates to uh, our interests as we were discussing in collaborating with one another. So mm -hmm. uh, because I really have been looking for an individual like yourself to work with in helping be a positive influence in the lives of other people what do you um what do you believe that our audience can benefit from that collaboration i know what they can benefit from you <laughs> because, because uh, i i am i am uh i would regulate myself to the student role but but no seriously um let me just share this with you is that when you and i were talking
on uh, your books and, and, and I tend to be an avid reader and, and having had discussions with you um, and the fact that I didn't know this until we started recording that you came out of retirement in order to address concerns and issues that were so important that I started this podcast because of that. Because as I began to, uh, as an investment banker and a consultant, I began to talk to um, entrepreneurs and business owners. I saw how it affected their personal lives, how they affected the lives of their children, how it affected you know their, the lives of their families. And so uh, as a value add, I said, you know, we need to have these discussions as it relates to um, how people can perform uh, at their uh, highest capacity. And mm -hmm. so uh, I have engaged um, and had conversations with several high-level executives and financial firms who are interested in exactly the things that you and I are talking about. Uh, I have taken a business approach because I used to be in that industry. And so to have someone with your education and your background uh, to collaborate with and the good that we could do uh, is a conversation I am uh, very interested in a collaboration um, mm -hmm. that aligns with my own personal mission statement, um, if you will, uh, if you will uh, uh, embrace uh, that truth from me, um, because mm -hmm. I believe that together we can we can actually help people um, do better for themselves, not just financially, but emotionally, physically uh, and spiritually. Well, you know, one of the things that I always say, you know, my big mission in life is that people live to see their full potential mm -hmm. so that they can be their legacy, they can be their mission, and they can be their vision, you know, and they can achieve it, you know, without too much sweat. And, you know, and, it's a, and the way to do that is to, you know, you, you have to have the foundations. You've got it. You don't build a house from starting from top to bottom. You start always at the bottom and you go up. So if you can craft a way to like, you know, look where the cracks are or maybe there aren't any or maybe there's a lot of them and then address each crack because it's, you know, in an iceberg that's floating, you don't know how big the iceberg is below the water. Mm -hmm. you know, that was unfortunate for the Titanic, you know, um, which, you know, sliced off, end up sinking, right? And it's the same for people's bodies. They go, 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 and they don't, they don't take care of themselves. And I always thought, like, you know, God, I go, if you could take, you know, people who have the ability that are leaders and influencers, mm -hmm. you know, and help them be even better, and mm -hmm. get their results and get their success and and mm -hmm. love their life even more more consistently mm -hmm. that just trickles down that's right that's right you know, and and then you know it's just like each you know each layer is, and the water goes down over mm -hmm. rocks different every time mm -hmm. so each person i just look at that as being like wow let's pour water there let's see where it goes and like what good you can do you know and you know, and then, you know, embrace that part of their life. I mean, I, I've been in a lot of people's, when I was in Boston, I did a lot of high profile things and got to see people in a lot of different situations, um, you know, politically and also in the financial world, um, uh, in their financial district, you know, and, and had, had a lot of exposure to, you know, really driven people. And it was really exciting, right. you know, but a lot of them burnt out. Right, exactly right. Because they didn't, they didn't have, they, they didn't have, they didn't have anything foundationally to put together, and they didn't have the glue in it, 
you know, and the ones that did were people who were like fastidious in taking care of their health Mm -hmm. and in their nutrition. Mm -hmm. And some of those people were my clients when I was in Boston and I was just doing it for fun. (laughs) You know, and just having like, hey, can we meet for, you know, buy for lunch? I just, you know, I want to know something that that I think that you know the answer to. And that always, you know, isn't that always the way that you do stuff for fun? That's so crazy. Yeah, and it, it turns out to be your passion. You know, it, it is fun. And the other fun part, um, you know, for me is being able to. I was recently with a a, a bunch of aspiring actresses and actors, mm-hmm. um, in models in Florida during Memorial Day weekend, mm-hmm. and um, the woman who was uh, the vice president of this company was having a meltdown because everybody who she's been training to do their dialogues couldn't do their dialogues. She goes, they're right. not ready. And they have an hour. Wow. So I said, well, I'll go up. I said, and I've got this technique that they can tap into their own psyche and be able to access that energy and that mindset and that power to remember and go, and we'll see how it works. It can't be. And so she goes, okay. So I went up and I did this thing that I do that I teach that I'm going to teach out when I go to um, out to Nashville next year. It's going to be the last thing I do in my in that day for that workshop. And the the point of it is that it was so poignant for them. And I kept on saying, is everyone still alive in the room? <laughs> so it's like raise your, raise your hand up because we did right, kind of right. like motivation. Right, right. And this woman came up to me. She said, "I don't know what you did, but they all did stellar. They all did a great job in one hour, and they just rested. They tapped into their own power, and they were able to deliver, you know, their dialogues that they needed. They were being, you know, filmed. There was people yeah. there, like from Milan, and there was people there, you know, that were in the modeling agency, and there was." you know, agents from California and New York there um, for that. I had no clue who they were. <laughs> I mean, I talked to them, but I didn't realize they were who they were. And, right, right, um, right. You know, so it was really exciting to see people have that breakthrough and start to use some people. There's a woman there that was, um, if it, as soon as she opened her mouth, and we all know people like this, um, she was annoying. Uh, and, yeah. and we all know people like this, but God bless her. I said, I went up to her and said, I go, I love your tenacity. Yeah. She took it the wrong way. She thought I was going to, I was putting, like, jabbing her. I said, yeah. no, 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 no. And I said, if you really learn cool. to harness your tenacity in a positive way, you can move mountains, lady. You know? And I said, you just have to get off of, like, whatever it is that's right. eating you up from your childhood because something is. Right. Something's and, keeping her from that, yeah. right? And so we worked on that. And when she came out, people looked at her face and just said, "Wow, what happened to you? Are you okay?" I mean, like you, like you know, I said I didn't kill her, <laughs> right? right. And, but the, you know, like, but she was just, she was just relaxed. Right. All that negative energy, right. and when she, you know, when we got our next big group meeting, because I was helping them, and I was curious how they did what they did, you mm-hmm. know, and she raised her hand. You could see everyone cringe, and then right, she. Right. And she's and like she was just happy. She goes, I am just want to let everyone know. Thank you so much for putting up with me, and just say I feel so much better now. And she goes, I don't know what she did, but she did something. Oh, wow, okay. you know, and just say I'm not, you know. And she goes, I don't feel angry, and I realized I was angry for her, so I wanted to apologize to everybody. Wow. And I was just like, and I'm going yes, and, right, and, right. and I, go, I said good. I walked over and said good for you, right. you know. And I said because that's so you're just dumped. 20 years of a bad life 
I go wow. off your back. Wow. You know, wow. and you don't ever have to live that ever again. Wow. I said, isn't that cool? You know, and you have, and I gave her tools. So if she started to go in that cycle again, that she could do certain things um, wow. that would support her from not doing that. But I just love seeing people thrive. And I think that we've got yeah. the magic sauce between the two of us mm -hmm. for what you do and I do that really creates that nice foundation, you know, and, you know, and that, you know, that we can go out and help people improve their lives, improve like every aspect of their life, you know, and, and be happy. Cause if they're happy, it's That's like, right. it's hard to, un, it's hard to unruffle those feathers. That's right. Sure. You've, spoke to, you, you've heard it here. Um, one of the things that I'm excited about Dr. Pat and I, when we, when we get off the line, we're going to start working towards uh, putting together um, webinars and workshops building up on her work uh, and combined with my own so that we can do what you've heard me say since I started this podcast three years ago, which is my purpose is to positively impact the lives of other people. It takes us a while to do that. And we're going to look at it from a uh, holistic approach, mind, body, spirit, and soul. And when you find, um, it's very rare uh, that you find an individual that speaks your language or sort of uh, sings in the same key. Uh, and I've met some really uh, impactful and amazing human beings. And and to have listened to Dr. Pat, and I always, I'm signing up for your webinars. I think I told you the last one you had. I was like, I'm trying to sign. I, te I texted you and I said, I'm trying to sign up for the webinar. I can't get on. Um, because one of the hallmarks, I believe, of individuals who want to positively impact the lives of other people is that we have to internalize to positively impact our own lives. And one thing that I would share with people is I am always a student. Uh, I am always looking for ways to learn. I'm always looking for ways to fill up my brain, to look at things from a different capacity because I have my own lizard, um, that tape that's been put in my brain that I have to constantly keep at bay. And I like to surround myself with individuals that will help me to be better so I can meet my purpose. And Dr. Pat is such an individual. And so we're going to have discussions and conversations. Uh, I would I am offering Dr. Pat a... a um, recurring spot on the program. I think I've only done that once before mm -hmm. uh, so that we can uh, expound upon our network and, and build a brand that actually is positive, uplift, uplifting, educational, um, and, as, and, and as well as uh, spiritually motivating. And mm -hmm. when I listen to you speak, I am just um, the, I am just really, in, really uh, engaged, uh, captured actually is the word I'm looking for by the how you are able to combine the scientific evidence behind how we are affected mentally emotionally and spiritually and i think a lot of times we we miss that you know it's interesting because i i had an old friend of mine that i've known for 30 something years and and um he's evangelical and he had asked me a question and one of the people that i actually respect and he had asked me a question on on some statistics uh, that he was gathering and putting together an article. And I was up till about two o'clock uh, in the morning uh, and I wasn't going to respond at first. And I had to, I get so much information coming at me. I had to stop and I had to read it. And I decided to run, uh, I decided to, to, to reply um, uh, at about 2, 2.30 in the morning to him, um, looking at uh, the data and the research he had done. And one of the things that I, and, and it will become a podcast episode, what I wrote back to him, it was that exhaustive. Uh, but one of the things that, uh, that I had said to him is that when we're considering data research and how we operate in a community setting, 
we we have to uh, uh, integrate and 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 consider um, that ever elusive component called the human spirit, mm-hmm. and and it really led the conversation that the human spirit goes beyond political agenda, goes beyond um, economics, it goes beyond uh, social economic status, and so we have this. It's that it's that sort of uncontainable. Uh, force that um, we have to do a better job of understanding because it drives everything. And I believe, you know, Dr. Pat, that uh, you are one of the thought leaders in that space for us to make not only what we eat, how we operate, how we engage with one another, how our communities can become uh, healthier than we have been because we've lost our way. And so hopefully we can, we can find our way back and with your help, um, and, and, and hopefully my help that you and I can be a force to be reckoned with to bring just common sense to a world that seems to have lost it <laughs> in a way. Well, you know, common sense is, you know, sometimes they say like you can't learn common sense, but I think that everybody is a genius. Mm-hmm. And if you can feed the genius within everybody, you can make big changes, whether right. you're feeding them a thought, you're feeding them actual food, you know, and you're feeding them an opportunity to have similar or like goals that make sense that are not driven by, um, you know, other right. pieces of the puzzle that might might or might not work. But I think that there's a lot of potential for um, for some really big change. And yeah, I'm really glad to be part of this mission with you. It's, uh, it's awesome. like. Me too. You know, it's like I, I like I love challenges. We've got a challenge, no doubt about that. Ahead of us. And, and I'm going to uh, and folks, I'm going to uh, provide all the links to uh, Dr. Pat's uh, social media um, links. Um, I'm going to put up uh, on in the description of the podcast. We're going to share. She's having a webinar tomorrow. Uh, and so if you are a woman entrepreneur, please catch Dr. Pat and, and all of the wisdom and knowledge that she's going to be sharing with you to help you uh, do better for yourself. Uh, and then I'm also going to create all those links with you um, so that you can connect with Dr. Pat, either with her directly, set time on her calendar, or you can connect with her through the show, which I will have links to uh, our email and how to contact us. And then uh, so you know that what's coming from Dr. Pat and I is that we are going to um, put together, uh, put our heads together and come up with a way to make your lives better to not only for the mission that she has undertaken for uh, several decades, but also the purpose uh, and passion of the team here at Folks Unfettered, uh, where we'd like to speak freely. And I just want to thank you, Dr. Pat. I know I've had some glitches along the way for joining me on this episode. Uh, if you would be so kind, we would love to have you. I know your schedule is hectic. You do podcasts, and television programs. Um, but I would like to, and we'll talk about this off air, but I, I'd, I'd like to set up an ongoing schedule with you where we can have this mm-hmm. conversation. But I believe that if we collaborate, then there's a way that we can do it in a way to where um, we can marshal uh, those individuals in our audience in a way to where they can uh, take advantage of our specific skill sets to do better for themselves. We've got some interesting things, folks, in the pipeline. Dr. Pat, it, it is such a pleasure to have had this conversation with you. Um, 
uh, as, un- as it is. I'm really glad to see somebody else has the ele- same kind of electronic problems I have. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's so funny because you know it's so funny because it's it's always I had this issue with the dear friend I was telling you about, and like his whole episode just got deleted. Once I sent it to the production team, they were like, "This is completely unusable. You have to do it again." And he was traveling with his family and. He was doing some different stuff. I felt like his his series was so important that, and he was so gracious to stay in there with me. It's always every guest we have on the program is important, but there's just certain people that stand out to me that that um that I find that the higher uh, impact that they will have on the lives of other people, all of a sudden we have technical challenges. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, I was I was convinced that the last time that, you know, they're, you're being monitored. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Right, exactly. We're like, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. I'm like, no, we're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. So I'm yeah, really, yeah. really excited. And, and Dr. Pat, thank you for your time today. Uh, I look forward to our future conversations, and I look forward to the work that you and I are going to commit ourselves to. Um, you have really been a gracious, uh, gracious, gracious guest. Uh, and once again, they can catch you tomorrow, right? You're having your webinar. Tomorrow. And those times I put, the, are- I put the link in our chat. So you Perfect. can grab it. If awesome. you grab it right now, you'll be able to. That's the event. Uh, that's the event, right? Okay. Um, that's awesome. And okay. it's just, I had an electronic problem with that for three days. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's working <laughs> right now. So <laughs> I don't know what it is about me and electronics, but. Right. I, I Normally everything's run smooth. So it's, would, it's really, probably really would be a gate, you know, a good candidate to go back in time to turn of the century, the 1900s. Oh, right. And, yeah, no, you know, that would be. That probably is the time when there weren't too many of those things going around. But I love the challenge, you know, and oh, yeah. I, you know, yeah, and I, you know, I love the idea of joining forces with you Absolutely. and, and, you know, and like, you know, changing the world. Shake yeah, it up. Let's One go shake it up. Time. Let's shake yeah. it up. Let's do it. Folks, thank <laughs> right. you for joining us here on Folks on Fetter. Thank you, Dr. Pat. And then as always, I'm that brother of light, dropping wisdom in your left ear and knowledge in your right. You guys have a good day.